In this episode, we talk about DuckTales. Woo! What's up, companion? I'm your host, Tom Tate, and I'm on a mission to trim and prioritize my ever-growing backlog, and I can't do it without your help. So I've hand-selected 30 games from my backlog. Each day, we'll take a good look at a single game, and at the end of the month, we'll evaluate if it's worth playing or ditching. I'm going to pick 10 games to play over the next few months, 10 games to set aside for another day, and 10 games to cut from the list completely. I'm never going to play those games. And today we're taking a look at a Nintendo Entertainment System classic, well, based on a classic, this is DuckTales 2 for the NES. Let's go. So I said it was based on a classic. DuckTales 2 is the obvious sequel to DuckTales. The game was released in the first half of 1993 by Capcom. It is the sequel to one of the best NES platformers of all time. I will fight that to my death. It is one of my favorite games ever, uh, and it certainly was one of my favorite games growing up playing on that system. Uh, DuckTales was released in 1989, so a complete four years earlier, four years prior to DuckTales 2. uh, There was a remastered version of DuckTales 1 uh, that came out on a bunch of different consoles, I played it on the Wii or the Wii U. It was DuckTales Remastered. That was produced in 2013 by WayForward. WayForward is one of my favorite developers. They did uh, the uh, A Boy and His Blob remake, which is one of my all-time favorite games as well. And I definitely remember that game just having the same magic as the first one, even though it was quite different. So if you want to check out DuckTales, you can certainly check out the original or the remastered version if you can get your hands on it. Uh, There were a lot of different games. There were a lot of games that came out in the later years of the Nintendo Entertainment System. So 94, uh, Wario's Woods was the last, I believe, officially published Nintendo title. And I want to say that was either late, late, late 1994 or early 95. Don't quote me on that. But you had games like Star Tropics 2, Chip and Dale, Rescue Rangers 2, Mega Man 6, Uh, Jurassic Park, these are all games that were released way later in the life cycle of the console. And it definitely shows, you know, the graphics were a little bit bit better. The music was a little bit better, uh, but they were limited runs of these titles. They weren't widely available. They weren't marketed super heavily. They weren't really applauded for doing anything super innovative. Uh, They were really just more of the same type games. And these sequels, you know, they were more of an attempt to keep supporting the Nintendo Entertainment System. And I'm sure that they had a lot of reasonable business uh, motives for doing this. I mean, the, the NES had a wide, wide install base. Probably, I'm gonna guess, in 1994, it was still cons- substantially better than the Super Nintendo. I'm gonna guess that. But again, don't quote me on that. You know, even two to three years after the Super Nintendo was released, I'd imagine that being sold since 85, 86, you know, you had a full decade of sales. The Nintendo really exploded. And I would imagine that releasing any game, even though the Super Nintendo was already out out and about, would have been somewhat profitable for those companies that chose to do so. 
As a result, though, of this being released later in the NES lifecycle, I had already moved on to playing Super Nintendo games in 94 and 95, or at least thinking about playing Super Nintendo games and being influenced by the existence of the Super Nintendo. Obviously, I was still rocking my Game Boy very heavily. I was playing all kinds of platforming games, puzzle games on Game Boy, fantastic little portable console but I just wasn't focused on the straggling new titles that were hitting the NES. And I remember the release of DuckTales 2, but I don't even remember considering it as a rental. I was that far removed from the Nintendo. And that's a shame considering my love of the first DuckTales title. But let's put this into perspective, what it must have been like for gamers to really pick up this game when it was first released. At the time of release, we already had a bunch of 16-bit games that we were able to play and experience. You had Tiny Toon Adventure, uh, Adventures Buster Busts Loose, Bubsy, Tasmania, Super Terrican, Battletoads and Battle Maniacs, Batman Returns. You had Turtles 4, Turtles in Time on the Super Nintendo. You had Super Star Wars. You had Bart's Nightmare. You even had these graphical technical showcases like Star Fox that was available uh, just even just to look at and be able to say this is the next generation of games and to look at Star Fox and then go backwards and look at a brand new title DuckTales 2 which was still rocking the same skin as DuckTales 1 it, it's a bit of a backslide right I think you know you had other Capcom games too so it wasn't just a Capcom thing it wasn't that they weren't capable of putting out 16-bit titles because they put out Final Fight and Super Ghouls and Ghosts uh, which Phenomenal games, super fun to play. I would say that the most comparable game, though, uh, that was already released at the time of DuckTales 2's release would have been Magical Quest starring Mickey Mouse by Capcom because this was a Disney title. So it was, it was starring a Disney cartoon character. And this, I remember playing this game for the first time and just feeling like this is as close to playing a cartoon as I've ever gotten. And, you know, you can make the argument that Lion King and Aladdin, they kind of get you closer and closer to that. But when, play, when I was playing this game, I just remember feeling like I was playing a cartoon. When I was playing DuckTales 2, I did not feel, or when I was playing DuckTales or looking at DuckTales 2, I did not feel the same thing because I'd already experienced Magical Quest. I often wonder what it would have been like, what this game would have been like and the reception of the game, and would it have ended up being a Super Nintendo staple of the system if Capcom just put some more development time and effort into taking the concept of DuckTales 2 and bringing it to the Super Nintendo? There are obvious reasons why they wouldn't have done that, uh, mostly because the show was off air by that time, right? So this was very much just a cash grab. I believe it was a cash grab. Uh, maybe there was a passionate team member who really wanted to see this franchise continue. Uh, but for the most part, uh, not knowing much of the development history, uh, this was more or less just, let's bring it out, let's use the same engine, and let's see how it does. It's kind of a shame. Uh, you know, There's definitely a case to be made that DuckTales 2 just didn't impress people and didn't impress me at the time of release. You know, How could it, given all that information? But does that mean that it's not worth playing? 
I personally don't think so. I've revisited DuckTales 1 numerous times over the years, including the Game Boy Iteration 2, which is not nearly as good, uh, the remastered version, as I mentioned. Even playing through the game Shovel Knight, I found myself pining to play through DuckTales again. But for some reason, I've never played DuckTales 2. But every time I go back to DuckTales 1, I enjoy the heck out of it. And it's not just nostalgia. It's a well-designed game. Uh, The music is great. The level design is great. The mechanics are super fun. It just plays really well. So the opportunity to play this game for the first time or to play this game legally for the first time presented itself when I picked up Disney Afternoon Collection on the PS4. It includes DuckTales, DuckTales 2, Tailspin, Darkwing Duck, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, and Chippendale Rescue Rangers 2. Now, Chippendale 2 is in this, it's kind of the same scenario for me. I absolutely loved Chippendale 1. It had simultaneous, you know, kind of couch co op play that my sister and I played. There weren't too many games on the Nintendo that allowed for simultaneous two player action. Uh, Chippendale was one of those games that was age appropriate for me that we played all the time. Uh, but I never played the second one. So when Disney Afternoon Collection came out, this was actually the first game that I dove into. And I played it for quite a while. I didn't beat it, but I definitely played it for a long time and super enjoyed it. So I don't know why I didn't go back and play DuckTales 2. There must have been another game that I picked up and started playing. Maybe it was Final Fantasy 15. I forget what I picked up at the time, but I picked up a AAA title and it just took over. So if you've played DuckTales 2 and you think that I should play it, skip it or ditch it, email me at tom at videogamepodcast.com to let me know your opinion. Uh, What do you think? You know, should I take the time to play this one at least once through? Uh, Will it make the cut? You have to give me your opinion and let me know. I will be making a decision very soon, very soon at the end of this 30-day podcast challenge. So earlier on in the podcast, I shared some resources. I shared howlongtobeat.com as a way to take a look at the games in your backlog or the games you want to add to your backlog and just get a sense of, actually, you know, how long is this game going to take me to beat? Because you don't want to add an 80 game, 80 hour game into the backlog if you don't have 80 hours to invest. Uh, And likewise, you know, you can add an eight hour game if you know that you'll be able to knock it out really fast. Um, So that's a good way to kind of plan how you're going to go about picking at your backlog one game at a time. One of the great ways to organize your backlog is a site called Groovy, G-R-O-U-V-E-E, that I mentioned in one of the earlier episodes. And today I want to share another resource. And this resource is really great if you like physical media, you'd like to own your games, and you want to kind of price out how to add specific games to your backlog collection uh, and do it in a reasonable and fair and honest way financially. Um, So the site is called Price Charting. Uh, The domain is pricecharting.com if you want to check it out. And you can basically look up any title uh, on most of the major retro consoles. And if they have the data, they're going to show you kind of the the charting of, of how that price has fluctuated over the years. And you'll also see what the current cost of that game, you know, the current street value of that game is if you wanted to add it to your collection. Now, if you have a large collection of physical games already in your backlog and you want to sell those games and make room for other games uh, or just use that cash for something else, this is also a great place to give you a good starting point, right? In terms of how much should you list the game if you're going to sell it. Now, I'm bringing this up in the DuckTales 2 episode uh, for a couple of reasons. One, I, I'm not a collector. I have a lot of respect for collectors. 
I just don't have the money and I don't have the space to be a collector. If I did, I certainly would be. I 100% would be. I would have physical copies of all of my favorite games on all of my favorite consoles, um, and I would have them all over the place. Personally, I prefer to keep my console setups simple. Um, I do have a couple of flashcards, uh, but that said, I do not like pirating games. So anytime that I can buy the digital version of, of a game, an old retro game, even if it's emulated you know, through the uh, 3DS virtual console or the Wii virtual console when it was a thing, uh, or pick up games in collections like the Disney Afternoon Collection, I will do that. Like if I can buy your old retro game and put money back in the pockets of the people who really you know, took the time and care to bring that game to life in the beginning and then bring it back to life with a remastered collection or something, I will do that. I will put that money gladly back in the pockets of the developers. Uh, However, it's not always feasible. So I was looking up the prices for DuckTales 2 and the loose price is $151.23. The complete price is $392.69. The new price is $1,431.50. Now, there's only two sales per year. So roughly two times per year, somebody is going and paying close to $1,500 for a complete uh, new inbox DuckTales 2 collector's item, right? Uh, Just knowing that the loose price is $151 today, that's kind of the average um, if you go all the way back to 2008, the loose price is closer to 20 to $30. So the value has really shot up, right, for this particular title. Um, so if you are a collector, expect to pay big dollars for a lot of the rare games if you want to play them on physical media. Uh, for me personally, you know, I can't afford to pay $150 for a game that came out so long ago just to play it. So I will pick up that collection, that digital collection, that remastered collection, or that emulated legal version. Um, But, you know, I know a lot of people, they they don't have a problem just downloading the ROM and playing it wherever. So that's cool. Uh, You do you. Uh, But I just wanted to drop in here this awesome tool, price charting. I have used it for selling and buying games. Uh, So it's a really fantastic way just to kind of get a sense of what the street value is in the market. Um, If you want to get into or out of collecting. So I'm curious, do you have any super rare titles in your backlog? Anything that you own a physical copy of that you're particularly proud of? I would just love to learn more about that. You can tweet me at yo power time, yo power time. Maybe send me a picture of the most cherished item in your video game collection. That'd be really cool. And I would be happy to share that on Twitter. Will DuckTales 2 make the cut? You'll have to subscribe to Backlog Companion on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts and follow along to find out. If you want to advocate for a specific game, you can check out the full list at BacklogCompanion.com. You can email me and let me know your thoughts. I will read any uh, notes on an upcoming show. Um, In the absence of a Patreon account, supporting the show is super easy. Just share it with a friend or be uh, kindly leave a review on any of the favorite, uh, your favorite players. Apple Podcasts is probably the best place to leave a review, but honestly, just sharing with a friend is one of the uh, most awesome things that you can do just to keep the show going. Uh, We only have, you know, 12, 13 more episodes left to go. Um, So we're going to continue this 30-day podcasting challenge, uh, and then we're going to wrap things up. Thanks for traveling, companion. I will see you on the next one.